Ben Robinson here with Blue Line Sports Management in Denver, Colorado. You are listening to episode number seven of the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast on iTunes. Today's episode features a hockey-specific summary from the 2018 MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference in Boston this past weekend. I attended the conference on Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th, and it was impressive to see how many forward-thinking individuals, organizations, and franchises take part in the event. It was also special to see the direction that the hockey business community continues to evolve in terms of database decision-making. My goal with today's show is to provide the key takeaways that professionals in the hockey business might find particularly useful from the conference. First of all, key themes included the sheer variety of analytics applications, the significance of personalized marketing, and the importance of being able to translate analytical insights into digestible communications for the decision-making process. The ability to combine analytics with succinct communication is important in hockey, whether you're communicating with the players themselves, the scouting community, general managers, and team owners. Building communication skills is just as important as the actual data data analytics. It was noted that hockey professionals should always try to convert the analytics into hockey terminology that people can understand. Many hockey people stress the importance of communicating complex results into an understandable summary highlighting that analytics staff must be able to educate the decision makers effectively and efficiently, whether you're talking to the general manager or the owner of a franchise. The first hockey-related panel was called Hockey Analytics on the Fly. This was a hockey-specific panel that discussed how data is on the rise in hockey as teams across the NHL build out multi-layered analytics departments. This panel explored analytics from a variety of perspectives within an organization, from the GM down. It also addressed the challenges front offices and coaches face in tailoring strategy to insights derived from actual analytics. Finally, panelists addressed what the future holds for hockey analytics with the the advent of player tracking technology on the horizon. The first panelist was Dan Bilesma, a former NHL coach and current NHL network analyst. He discussed the fact that the amount of data available is absolutely mind-boggling, but the coaches want to know what information is the most important and the most useful. Bilesma brought up the fact that the most difficult thing to do is to utilize that concise data for evaluating their hockey teams and evaluating individual players on the ice. He also noted that in some ways, sharing data with the players can be trickier since it involves condensing statistics down to a few useful data points and not forcing players to rethink their well-honed instincts. But sometimes the best players with the mo- are the players with the most data. And he also, in this sense, he brought up Sidney Crosby of the two-time defending NHL champion Pittsburgh Penguins. He said, quote, Sid, Sid right now is at, is at another level in terms of the information he wants to get. He would even look at video in between periods of games to analyze how his possessions unfolded. But it is important to realize that not every player is like that. Not every player is Sidney Crosby. The second panelist was Chris Snow, the director of hockey analytics for the Calgary Flames. Chris mentioned that he simply uses bullet points and color and bold, bold face to make it easier for coaches and players to understand, interpret, and visualize the important information provided. Third on the panel was John Chaka, the current president of hockey operations and general manager of the Arizona Coyotes in the NHL. Chaka noted a variety of sample size issues in scouting draft-eligible players for the NHL draft. He made it very clear that there is a strong relationship between whether teams are right about a given player and the type of sample size that they have on that player's background. 
Next, Cheka also talked about the importance of creating a culture of continual learning within the organization to help grow acceptance with the use of actual hockey analytics. He made it clear that hockey is a culture of information. Fourth on the panel was Chris Boucher, director of hockey analytics for SportLogic IQ. Chris discussed how amateur drafting has improved because of video quality, which has started to get better over the years. NHL scouts now have the benefit of collecting the same data at the amateur level that they could at the NHL level. Uh, to give you a little bit of background information on SportLogic, the organization that he works with, uh, SportsLogic is an AI-powered sports analytics company backed by Mark Cuban. The company's advanced analytics software tracks the location and actions of every player in the ice, field, or court using standard game footage. SportLogic's proprietary machine intelligence then transforms that data into meaningful insights to help teams win more games and help to help broadcasters engage more viewers. SportLogic is trusted by 24 NHL teams currently, 40 pro teams, and five major broadcast networks. The company was founded by an Olympic athlete and a PhD in computer vision and machine learning. Uh, they also had a table um, outside the conference, which was um, just a little booth with all the information on SportLogic and also with a demonstration on the TV. Pretty neat to see just the direction that hockey's come uh, with highlighting players and being able to essentially uh, x-ray vision uh, you know, players while they're playing on the ice via the TV and to translate that into data. The full panel agreed that it is extremely hard to compare amateur hockey player talent across different leagues. One example provided was a scout or team trying to compare a Western Hockey League player, WHL, to someone playing in an amateur Swedish league in Europe. Obviously, there's a huge variation in all sorts of components, from skill level, talent pool, game quality, coaching, and physical components across these leagues. Cheka noted that amateur scouts are faced with all kinds of failure in evaluating player talent, especially where statistics and data show the full picture more clearly. More importantly, Cheka also pointed out that NHL clubs cannot simply rely on statistics without looking at the player, the person, as the club is bound to make some mistakes. The key point that I took away here from this panel was that betting on people can sometimes be more certain than betting on physical assets. This argument is suitable for the scouting versus analytics argument. Analytics is a tool to use for decision making, but not a means to an end. We all need to remember that it is extremely tough to measure heart, compete, and character, which I believe the most critical in the room and on the ice. Some things you can measure and some things you can't measure. Sometimes the things you can't measure are the most important. Analytics are clearly not an alternative to scouting, they are simply complementary to one another. Next, the panel discussed the largest opportunities for improvement in the analytics applications, which included the following. Uh, one thing was the use of MRI data to measure connections between athlete brain activity and performance. Could be a controversial topic uh, with the NHLPA and the players themselves, as um, there's a lot of controversy around how that data is going to be used um, to affect the player uh, with decision making. Also, another area of improvement was uh, Chris Snow noted that the importance uh, of advancement and improvement in spatial dynamics, uh, which allow teams to understand which players are making the best passes and which players are moving to the right positions on the ice. Finally, the last uh, area of improvement was uh, Chris Boucher. He discussed the improvements made to analytics for the defensive side of the puck. 
Uh, spatial data on defensive prowess provides improved information on whether players are better positioning themselves to minimize goals against and opportunities. Another hockey panel that I really took to heart uh, was better incorporation of psychological assessments and sports. Ken Yusko, who is the co-chair of Bain Capital, talked about predicting player performance using psychological assessments. He started by declaring that much of the advantages of a moneyball type approach have faded, since almost all teams have analytics departments these days. However, he stated that psychological assessments were unbelievably under-leveraged, and he also shared results from an analysis of nearly 2,000 football players from the NFL Combine over the course of three years to discuss various psychological aspects that should be considered when we assess athlete performance moving forward, especially for the draft. According to Yusko, the key aspects of psychological assessments include gauging the following. Gauging intelligence, which comprises of complex reasoning, quickness of decisions, visual processing, mental speed, the player's ability to learn. Number two was personality, uh, which he, he encompassed with team focus, dependability, mental toughness, grit, stress tolerance, decisions under stress, preparedness, leadership ability, self-control, and emotional stability. Number three, in terms of key aspects, was need and motives. Uh, in other words, the need to compete, a player's need to play, and a player's need to achieve. Fourth and final was the learning style, uh, which means the manner to receiving info, style of learning, and the learning strategies for, for players. In terms of using the data, Yusko described the importance of in integrating multiple streams of data, such as psychological, physical, medical, and past performance, to help the selection process. Teams are basically selecting individual players, text testing positional fit, and gauging team fit. Uh, this also can help with the player's performance development and help build survivability models to ascertain a player's likely career durability and trajectory. The evolving revolution between old hockey thinking and front office number crunchers is incredibly different. Ten years ago they would just sit across the table and throw fruit at each other. Now it's a bigger and more inclusive group in the conversation. Today's hockey organizations value good scouts, and we also value good analytics. The MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference provides a really neat experience for sports professionals to be able to talk about various topics. If you enjoy this podcast or find it useful in any way, I would appreciate it if you subscribe to Skate Your Way to the Top on iTunes and if you could share it with your peers online via social media. Your comments, reviews, and input are always appreciated and valuable. Thank you for continuing to listen to what I have to say. Ben Robinson signing off here. You have been listening to the Skate Your Way to the Top podcast.